When I, when I think one of the first times that I came out the other side of it and was able to talk with my husband about it, I was like, well, what, what was it like from your side? What were you seeing when I was depressed as compared to now that I don't, that I'm not? And he remembered a time that we were driving down the street and there was like an abandoned home. And we used to always love to like go sneak around in abandoned mm -hmm. places. And he had slowed the car down and said, oh, should we go and look? And I was just like, no, I'll just keep driving, just keep driving. And he was just like, that was so unlike you. And I'm like, but that's such a little thing. And he said, but then I knew that you were out of it because we were driving somewhere else and we saw something and I said, pull over, let's go explore that. And he said, and then I knew that you were yourself again. And I'm like, but those are so little. It's so little. And, but it's, I think that that's what depression takes away from you is the little things that make you, you, that it, it robs you of who you are. And, and, um, and so that's what I gauge myself on is, am I disinterested in the little things? Do I just want to keep driving? Do I just want to just like, I want to get through this day? Or am I stopping along the day, along the way to enjoy moments, to enjoy people, to enjoy experiences, to enjoy, you know, is it just a day to get through or am I experiencing the day? So you talked to me, well, you reached out to me about when you, so tell me, tell me how you, why you reached out to me a little bit because <laughs> I posted my podcast and then did you message me? I think that you or had just put out text me personally. You had put out like a text or something that just said, "Hey, okay. I'm going to be doing this, and if okay. if you are interested in your t telling your story," and and so I thought, "Oh, I should just share it." Yeah. Just because I know that there, it, it's gotten so much better, but I know that there's a stigma in with people that they don't want to share. They don't want to show that 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 chink in their armor, yeah. you know? And, um, and I just, I, I don't care because I feel like it's happening everywhere. Right. Whether. And don't you feel like either, either we're becoming more aware or the cases are more frequent, like one or the other, right? Mm -hmm. Don't you feel like, I feel like there's a younger crowd that struggles with depression mm -hmm. and maybe I just never heard about it before or maybe or or has it always been there and right. people just have right. felt the shame and right or don't even recognize it I think not I think that's what was really interesting with me um because I was not depressed as a youth or even as a young adult and I, I would hear people talk about depression and be like, oh, I'm, I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand, like, I just was happy. I was a happy person. And, but mine, mine, mine kicked in with postpartum depression. Okay. But like when my baby was probably a year and a half. Or, oh, wow. Like it was late. Okay. Maybe not that late. Maybe he was close to a year. And I just... To me, I thought depression was you cry all the time, you can't get out of bed, 
you are just sad, sad, sad. To me, that's what I thought depression was. But that's not how mine manifested itself. If anything, I was like, wow, I don't ever get emotional. I don't like, I, you know, I'd go to, ch to church or I would watch a commercial or I'd watch a movie and I would think, wow, I usually would be touched by that. Or I would, you know, that would kind of spur something emotionally for me. And I was like, man, I'm not, I don't feel that anymore. It was like a lack of emotions for me that turned into like anger, like irritation. Everybody bugged me. My husband bugged me. My children bugged me. I was just irritable all the time. And, and I know that my husband, Tony, is a, a mental health therapist. I'm sure he saw the signs way before I did, but he probably thought, how do I address this <laughs> with my wife and not make her angry? Because I was angry all the time. And so I can't remember exactly what the tipping point was for me. But you recognized, I don't feel things and I should. Or yeah. I used to. Yeah. I used to feel things and I don't feel things anymore. I did not feel like myself. I felt so numb. I felt numb to things that usually would penetrate my heart. But I was like, wow, why do I feel like this? And why am I so angry? Why am I so irritable? And so I remember the night that I said to Tony, could I be depressed? I do not feel like myself. Could I be depressed? And he was just like, well, yeah, you actually could. And I'm like, but I'm not crying. And he's like, well, that's not always like the only symptom right. of depression. Right. And, and I was like, wow, really? And, and he was like, you know, there, I have a measure. I just happen to have a measure here, you know, that he brought from work or something, What's which I'm sure like a, a, a questionnaire. Oh, okay. That, yeah. that you can score and okay. see how, you know, if clinically you, you are depressed. Right. And I look back now and I thought, yeah, I wonder if he just had that, like, just, <laughs> just sitting there. Just stuck under his oh, pillow, like, waiting ask. for the just, <laughs> Please ask. But anyway, and so I took it and, and I scored, like, severely depressed. And it was so confusing to me because I said, I can get up in the morning. I can take care of kids. I resent them during the day sometimes. Right. And I, I hate my job right now as a mom. <laughs> right. I can and relate. And you come that. home and you drive me crazy. So, you know, I just, it, I, I didn't feel, I didn't fit what I thought was the norm. Yeah. I remember saying Scott once, I hate being a mom. I love my kids. I hate being a mom so much. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I remember those feelings of, and almost embarrassed that somebody would not enjoy being with these cute, adorable little people because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they were so great, and I hated being with them all day. Mm -hmm. I I had a friend that she she gave me this book just a blank journal that she had made really cute. And mm -hmm. she was like, oh, and they had like even different little tabs for each of my kids. And she was like, just 
keep this close by and write down the cute things they say all day. And, you know, because, you know, they do. They say right. the cutest little right. things. Right. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that they say cute things. And now, of course, I look back and I think, well, I wish I could have. I wish I, I just wish I would have known. I wish I would have been better educated. I wish I would have been able to recognize that earlier because I think that, like the sneaky thing with depression is that it can come on so gradually sometimes that it took probably a year for me to even figure out that I wasn't myself. You know, it, when I really looked back and thought, wow, this started a long time ago, this decline to the point where I hit this bottom point where I was like, okay, something is up, you right. know, to severe depression. Right. Right. But it can come on so subtly. And, and I don't know that everybody's situation is like that. When my mom passed away um, almost three years ago, I, because I had experienced depression before, I could tell that this huge life-changing event sent me into a depression quite quickly. But I was able to recognize that because I had, I'd had experience with that before, with depression. So you had postpartum depression with which child? So this would have been with my 17-year-old when he was, so probably like 16 years ago. Okay, but is he your first? So, second? oh, he's my second. So your second kid. So my first, I know my mom, my sweet mom, she was kind of old school. And so the terminology was old, like old school. But she was like, you need to watch for the baby blues. And she was like, because I, I experienced that. And I was like, okay. And with my first, who is now 19, I did have like a couple of weeks where I was like, oh, I think this is what my mom was talking about. Right. Where, where I was aware, but it definitely, it definitely just like my body got rid of those hormones and got back to normal or something. Mm-hmm. And, and I was okay. But then it was, it was with the second baby that I probably did start soon after he was born but it just took so long for me to recognize it that he probably was around a year that a I did. year before before you recognized it mm-hmm. or a year before it got really bad or maybe a year oh gosh yeah it's, it's hard not to the remember. problem well and when you're depressed your memory's just like one day oh more. yeah oh yeah <laughs> I'm like oh, I don't even remember that child as a baby that's so sad <laughs> yeah. yeah oh I just remember being sad a lot yeah. with you yeah so I would say it probably did start soon after his birth but I probably it was he was probably around a year before I was like wow I am not okay okay maybe right okay and then you've so then you had this your mother's death Mm -hmm. that also set you into depression so have you like been more susceptible to it since that time yeah I would say that I would say like if I could like take my brain out and study it that I would probably be on like a six or seven six to eight year cycle where things just kind of start getting off after a while because I, I, I think that since that first time, I've noticed a couple other times that I'm like, wow, okay, oh, I recognize this. Oh, 
I remember these feelings. And, and um, so I would say that, that it's something that comes and goes. But I, but my, with my mom's death, that was the first time that it was like, that it was an event that affected me right. really quickly. Right. So. Yeah, and I have felt like there is things that trigger, but I also feel like it's cyclical a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I have those times, obviously, when I menstruate or whatever, but mm-hmm. I can feel like my hormones and it's mm-hmm. just like this unrealistic type, lots of emotions and they're really close to the surface and they might be weepy or irritable or, mm-hmm. but just like totally amplified emotion, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. that's super intense for a day or two Yeah, my cycle. But then there does seem to be kind of a, I don't know, and maybe, and you're six, you say you're six to eight years. I wonder what my cycle is because I do sometimes feel like I come around the horn from like a really good high and then go low again or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, and, and I think... I think that after I went through a couple of experiences that I, um, after, after experiencing and recognizing and seeing that, oh, I am severely depressed, then I was able to see more clearly something situational, like, wow, it's been a long winter or, um, oh, like I'm on my cycle and I don't feel like myself or, oh, I, you know, I have a kid that's struggling and that's affecting me. Like, I think that, that I've been able to differentiate the two between a difficult time in your life, mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily equate depression, right? Right. And, oh, I am in a depression. And, and so that's been really helpful. It's been helpful just to be super aware of okay what what am i going through right now like really analytical okay what is what's happening right now is this situational right now that happens to everybody yeah okay like you know it's may it's we're getting our kids through the end of the school year and oh my word you know, that's so stressful did you get that paper in did you get that you know you and you will find this out as they get older and have make poor academic choices that you just go, oh my word, May, can, can I just get through this month? And so, I've, you know, there are times in your life that you, I think that you can say, oh, this is a stressful time. But then there are periods in your life where you can say, oh, I am experiencing depression that is affecting how I view the world, how I view my family, but, you know, on a, on a greater scale. Right. So what have you done to cope or heal or like, how have you worked through your depression? Like, like after you told Tony that. So after I told Tony, (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm married to a clinical therapist. Right. So he, he sees the benefits of medication. Yeah on a daily basis in, you know, in, in broader, larger scales sometimes, okay. you know, he, and so he said, well, you know, that, that is an option. 
but I was just like, oh, I don't want, I, I told him, I said, I don't want a pill to make me happy. I don't want a chemical to make me feel something. And I remember he was really smart. He was just like, why don't you just go talk to your doctor? Right. Like he, right. I could tell that he didn't want to, to influence me in a way that, that I could come back and say, Hey, well, you told me to do this, you right, know? Right. And so I went and I, I, I got some information from a couple of different doctors because I was really leery about, about taking medication and there was a stigma. I didn't want to be, I, I didn't want to be part of that club. Right. I really didn't. Right. I wanted to be able to pray my way out of it. I wanted to be able to exercise my way out of it. I wanted to be able to just say, say okay, well, I'm depressed. We'll knock it off. You know, like I, I wanted to be able to say right. that. Right. And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't. And, um, and not to take away from the power of prayer. Absolutely. And not to take away the power of endorphins that you get from exercise and not to take away from being able to recognize what you're experiencing and, and face it because I, you know, there's truth to all of that. But I, I, after I got some education about it, I felt good about, about medication. I'm probably one of the biggest things I was worried about doing it, being on medication was I thought, is this going to, is this like me for the rest of my life? And, and I was really pleased to find out that no, not necessarily like this, this might be something that you need to do for a few months. And then, then the cycle, you know, right. I don't know. Like I just, I picture just like the serotonin, I don't know, something in my brain just saying, wait, I'm, I'm out of sync. I'm out of sync. And, and I, I would take a medication for a few months and get back. My brain would be like, oh, okay, I'm back into sync. Thanks. And then I would be okay for years. Okay. So. So is that what you did then? You got on medication and mm-hmm. then you were on it just six months yeah. to a year? Yeah. Or? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, and not even a year. I would say it would always be like around six months or so. Because then I would get to a place where I would want to have another baby. And and so then I would, I would go off of it so that I could get pregnant again. But then I would realize, oh, I feel good though. I, okay. Once I would go off. Okay. And, and did you have to wean yourself slowly or just, you just stopped or? No, never, I never just stopping, but yeah, um, coming down off of a, a dose gradually or um, starting to take it every other day. I can't remember exactly what my doctor recommended. Right. But yeah, no, it wasn't just like a one day I just quit right. taking it. But yeah, but I felt like myself. Good. I felt like myself. Yeah. And I, I felt like I was in a place in my life where I needed immediate help because I was tired. I was tired of feeling that way. Right. And I, and I think that's okay. I think that's okay to decide that I need some help now. Like I need some help yesterday. I definitely feel the benefits of being more active for sure of, um, you know, being able to recognize it, to journal about how I'm feeling or there, there are so many avenues, but 
I knew I just had had enough. I just had completely had enough and I needed to get out quickly. Yeah. And, and it really, it really helped me. I remember there were always these commercials on TV for, um, you know, there'd be like a little rain cloud following this one woman and, and it was some drug for an antidepressant. And I was just like, oh, that's so stupid. Like, you know, I, right. But then I remember after taking the medication for a couple weeks, I was like, oh, I totally get that. But it wasn't like so much a rain cloud for me. It just was a fog that I just was walking through fog that, that I was like, oh, oh wait, okay, I feel like myself again. And it, the, pill, the pill wasn't making me, making me feel anything. It just was removing the fog so that I could be myself again. Good. That's so good. And so, so that's, what, that's what was helpful. To so me. have you used medication since then in times where you're like, okay, this is a depression and I need a reset? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. So when I, when I start feeling, but then again, even though I've experienced it over and over, mm-hmm. I, it still sneaks on so, so carefully and quietly that I find myself four, five, six months into, into a depression where I go, oh, wait, wait, the, something is off, you know? And, and so, yeah, I have, that's, that's how I've, when it gets that bad mm-hmm. that, that I have recognized that, okay, I, I need some help. Then, then I'll do a couple months, a few months of, of medication and kind that's of reset. Fantastic. And yeah. have, have a good reset. I can't remember. Somebody was telling me about, I don't know, I can't remember, but, you know, that terrible month of February mm-hmm. where they needed medication definitely during that month. So they would start in January or something so that their medication could kick in by February mm-hmm. and then they'd wean their self off or, what, or you mm-hmm. know, lower the dose through March. But it was just like, I know every year that that, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. month's going to be brutal for yeah. me. And that's that's the month that I'm going to... Mm-hmm. need medication and they've just kind of figured that out about their body and I thought oh that is so smart yeah yeah I wish that I could I don't I don't think that I've seen like a month that triggers it or anything I wish that I could be that particular that would be awesome <laughs> where um, your little Fitbit goes off and you're like oh, oh. <laughs> time to order time. the meds <laughs> it's time my brain yeah no <laughs> It's our next software millionaire. Yeah, yeah right? there you go. There you go. <laughs> but it was, I, but I felt like it was, it was still a difficult decision for me because I knew there was a stigma around it. And I remembered my sister one time just saying, I would never, why, I would never go on a medication. And, and I remember her, her opinion was so strong that I was like, oh, wait, oh would you think less of me if I did, you know? And, right. And, and just for me, it was a really a, a good experience. I'm not, I'm totally not like a pill pusher, but there have been like, there have been a, a sister and a friend that I'm just like, you might want to look into this. You, when it's, when it was severe enough that, that I was like, oh, 
and and they had good experiences too but I know it's not for everyone yeah yeah and I think it's so hard to make that choice of like I'm gonna try a pill because you know that there's side effects Mm -hmm. and and you know that sometimes it takes like the right amount to play around with Mm -hmm. and so it's it's a big it's a big leap I think to make Mm -hmm. I think it's nice when one family member figures it out because you're like oh my sister uses this so let's start there because we're similar genetics or like now you can tell your daughters this one was good right you know yeah. like after they have babies or whatever. and I think that that was what was so surprising to me is that once I opened up to my mom about my depression she she was able to talk about her dad who she was like you know what I think and I mean my mom when she passed away was 88 so, like, we're talking, like, her parents. Right. This is, like, in, like, the 1920s, you know. That right. When these were not even terms. These weren't terms they were even using. And she said, you know, my dad, every winter, would go into this. And she, and she said, I think that he was depressed. Because he would go into this dark, dark place. And my mom would get so frustrated. And it would be so hard on the family. And but it was just for a couple of months in the in the winter, and then he would feel better. And she, and she's like, "Wow!" And you know, I'm like sitting there going, "Oh, well, yeah, okay. I'm glad to know that this is in the family. You know, like that there were some genetic, some genetic things that came out. And you know, a brother who who had said, "You know, what? I think that I was depressed as a teen." And it's like, oh, "Okay, it's it's like once you kind of crack that window open, it's like, oh, oh." duh yeah no no you know it just was like well no wonder yeah it's been and it's memorial day tomorrow so this is perfect but it's been similar in my family too is when we've started to identify it my sister will say something or my mom will say something then my mom was talking about a grandmother of hers her Mm. mom her mother's mother who would just have these times where And her husband, her grandfather, was really protective and aware. And she would just kind of go dark for a while in her room. And nobody would see her for a little bit. And she Mm -hmm. wasn't feeling well. I mean, like you said, there wasn't any terminology for Mm. these these things. You know, you were fighting with your demons or you were having your blue days or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, right, right? that they would say about it. But Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. And it, it just makes me, it makes me feel like a bond, I guess, with my family. Oh, this is my family. This is, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is genetic. Yeah. This is, this is something that is in our code. <laughs> right, right. I just, I have tried harder lately to make my husband aware. This is a low day. My emotions mm-hmm. are very out of control. Mm-hmm. I will not take. Like, I couldn't take any kind of criticism today mm-hmm. in any kind of constructive way. Mm-hmm. And anything you can do to, like, help out would be great, you know? And don't you feel like they appreciate that? Yeah, I think he really does appreciate the heads up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm My Big husband, time. too. I'll be like, wow, I am in a funk. Wow, I am struggling. And he'll be like, great, I'm here. I'm here to, ca- you know, pick up the right. slack. Right, right. And, and, and it's funny, I... 
I have four sisters that we we just you know got together for something fun, and I just said, okay, I I don't want to like put a damper on the day. I just want to let you know, A, B, and C is going on in my life, and I'm really struggling with it, and and I just I love you, and I needed you to know that, and they all just. Oh, you know, love you, Cass. It's, you know, you can do it. Like they gave me like a 30 second pep talk and then we moved on to whatever we were doing. But I thought I just sometimes need somebody to share the load of just knowing. Right. Just knowing that I'm struggling right now and just love me. Will you please love me? I just, somebody just love me for a minute. (laughs) Right. Because I, you know, and for, for me, that is huge too. And that's. I think partly why I was happy to share my experience because I think there's something to be said for putting it out there that you're not alone, that if you can have your group of people that you just say, I'm having a really horrible week and I am like not, you know, I'm not thinking clearly and I'm struggling and not that you ever or not. I'm still, I'm still waiting for that phrase to be coined. I have the flu, right? Like we know what that means. Like I'm still waiting for that, that phrase that I can say, I have that, 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 or I'm whatever it is. And people be like, Oh, Oh. pass. She gets a pass. Yeah. She's not coming to meetings. She's Mm -hmm. not coming outside. She's not coming to lunch. Mm -hmm. And it can be like, I am mentally ill today. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every and it's no big deal. Right. Like it's like you have the flu. Like everybody totally understands. I'm still waiting for society to coin that. <laughs> and not and and not that anybody feels like they have to come into your house and fix right. you. Yeah. Like like if if you have the flu. Oh sorry, I love you. Can I right. can I drop some soup off at your door? Yeah. But I'm not coming into your house. Right. Like I don't want that, first of all. <laughs> so I don't need when I'm like that, I don't need anybody to fix me. Right. But there's just power in knowing that that I just, okay, my sisters know. My sisters know, and they're thinking about me, and they're praying for me, and they're loving me from wherever they are. Right. That There's power in that. Right. And so I, I think that there's power in a community like this for people who, it's confusing, and it's scary, and it's daunting to, to, to deal with this. And... But there's a family there. There's yeah. a community there. Yeah. 